This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. The Lord of the Rings Gollum Review, Precious Little Fun by Justin Carice. Whether it's a book, a movie, or a video game, creative works generally exist for a reason. Sometimes it's to delight by entertaining with stories or fun gameplay. Other times it's to inform with news or by exposing the audience to different perspectives. Or it makes you think with interesting ideas that challenge you to consider or reflect. The Lord of the Rings Gollum, however, is a game that does none of these things. Instead, it thrusts you into the role of the titular character without doing anything meaningful with this defining internal conflict and sends him on a series of missions that are neither fun to play nor interesting to experience. The one question it poses is, why would someone want to play this? I couldn't shake the feeling I was supposed to be on a grand Lord of the Rings adventure and was instead stuck collecting bits and baubles of forgettable NPCs and hiding in bushes to hide from monotonous guard patrols. There are generally three phases to any level, and they range from uninteresting to just plain bad. There's the chores phase, in which Gollum goes from one waypoint to another to complete some menial task. There's always some conceptually different scenario, like crawling through small openings to detonate explosives, but functionally, it's a series of marches across the same areas over and over again. It never feels like there's any point to it, just busy work. It could be fun to run around with Gollum, thanks to his surprising sprint speed, but he has a stamina meter that depletes in just a few seconds and takes far longer to replenish. Trying to get anywhere involves too little speed, too much waiting, and an unfortunate amount of hearing Gollum choking on his own breath. The platforming phases are more compelling, but still poorly designed. Spacious rooms with handles to climb, walls to run, and leaps to take bring a faster pace of action, but the loose and floaty way Gollum moves and imprecise controls make it feel like something from the PlayStation 2 era. Having experienced a modern Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider game, here, it feels far too easy to jump toward the correct point and fall to your death because you drifted to one side or missed the part of the ledge that has the white line that establishes exactly where you can grab. The paths are rigidly defined and often involve blind jumps or best guesses at what the next intended handle is. Rather than a throwback, it comes across as outdated, a poor facsimile of classics like the Prince of Persia series. Finally, there are the stealth segments, which are simply bad. Anytime Gollum needs to go from point A to point B undetected, it's going to be a slog. Enemies have extremely limited patrol patterns, are terribly nearsighted, and seem to suffer from acute, rapid-onset amnesia, forgetting Gollum ever existed not long after losing sight of him. These are issues that plagued mediocre stealth games 15 years ago, and it's jarring to see them in 2023. There's no cat-and-mouse game of outsmarting enemies using interesting abilities and clever level design as you do in something like Dishonored or Hitman. You just exploit their painfully obvious blind spots with no objective outside of reaching the designated point. Gollum's only tools are his ability to sneak quietly, throw rocks, and disappear in tall grass or shadows. 
because the enemy AI is surprisingly terrible, doing something as simple as standing on a table or knee-high rock can make you completely immune to capture. I was able to navigate a long stealth section in the animal pits of Barad Dor by just jumping and grabbing an overhang anytime someone spotted me. Eventually, some of the orcs get crossbows, but even then the threat is minimal. There's no combat per se, which makes sense because Gollum is no fighter when it comes to any opponent larger than a hobbit. You do have the option to strangle enemies, but it comes with some odd caveats. First, it doesn't work on anyone with a helmet. This makes sense for someone in full battle regalia. Schmeagle's grubby mitts won't bend steel after all. However, what defines a helmet in this game is broadly open to interpretation. Is that a work wearing a hat? Decent chance he's strangle-proof. Also, strangling only applies to orcs. It makes sense you can't choke beasts like spiders, but other humanoid races like elves apparently have invincible throats, eliminating the only method to bypass enemies apart from stealth, which, again, is not good. It's not very interesting to look at, either. Even with all the PC graphics options set to epic, places like Barad Dor look drab and flat, and the empty lifelessness of the Mirkwood stands out in an era of games where lush flora and fauna has become the norm. Gollum's model looks good enough, including his surprisingly detailed wisps of hair, and his mannerisms are well captured, but other characters suffer from distractingly stiff animations and a haunting lack of facial expression. The sound design, however, is strong. The raspy, almost choking speech of Gollum is well acted, as is the clearer and more timid Schmeagol side of his personality. It sounds exactly like someone who saw Andy Serkis' performance in the movie trilogy would expect. Even small details, like the clammy sound of Gollum's hands slapping on different surfaces as he climbs or runs, or the reverberation of ringing bells in certain spaces, stand out as authentic, with impressive attention to detail. But even if it looked and sounded uniformly spectacular, Gollum would still feel pointless to play, and that feeling turns to despair when technical issues crop up. On three different occasions during this review, levels needed to be fully restarted, once because of an unfortunately placed autosave, and twice because parts of puzzles were outright broken. So despite the solution being evident, there was no way to advance. They weren't fully game-breaking problems because restarting fixed them, but they were spirit-breaking. Playing through areas that were uninteresting the first time bordered on painful for a second go-around that never should have been necessary. The Lord of the Rings Gollum fails to provide a satisfying answer to the big whys. Why, of all the interesting characters in the Lord of the Rings lore, would anyone want to play an entire game as Gollum? Why would one trade the solid action of prior games in this universe for busywork, uninspired and frustrating platforming, and bad stealth? It's not clear who this is for or what this was intended to achieve. What is clear is that it's not fun to play and not something to recommend to any but the most curious and dedicated Lord of the Rings fan. I'm Tony Jackson, and for the latest updates on the Lord of the Rings Gollum, visit IGN.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.